0: This is Carly Jack Frampton. Hi, this is David Healy. Hello, this is Stephen Ferris. Hi, I'm Bethany Ferris. My name is Shola, Amiobi. am Gutierrez. Hi, this is Harry Q. You're listening to The Score.
1: Schooler, so back to
0: the score, with Michael Clark. I'm the
2: And welcome along to The Score with me, Michael Clark. Here's what's coming up on this week's programme. It is the quarterfinal stage of the Irish Cup and everyone's got their eyes on an upset. Four teams from the Championship join us on the show today to tell us why they think they might have what it takes to navigate past the top four in the Premiership. From Portadown, goalkeeper Aaron Hogg is getting ready for their game against Cliftonville. Newington are playing against Larne. We're hearing from captain Richard Gowdy. Ballyclare comrades Darius Ruhi's on the show. He's dreaming of a goal at the Oval when they face Glenn Torin. And captain of Institute Mikael Kennedy will be welcoming Linfield to Brandywell on Sunday. It's all coming up right here on The Score. The Score with Michael Clark. Yes, welcome along to The Score and we are starting with the first of our four quarterfinals the one match taking place on Friday night at Shamrock Park under the lights, Cliftonville are the visitors Portadown are the team with a habit of beating the Premiership teams in cup competitions this season can they do it again? Well they'll certainly be doing their very best to achieve that on the programme for the ports today is their goalkeeper Aaron Hogg Hoggy, how are you? Good Michael, how are you mate? I'm um, doing really well and uh, I mean on the face of it you know cup form won the Mid-Ulster Cup you've got the Bet McLean Cup Final coming up um, Mother's Day that's a, a massive massive game against Linfield and then before that later on you've got Cliftonville in the Irish Cup quarter final for a place in the semis I mean it's all go isn't
3: it? its it is all go you know um, we've done really well in the cup competitions this year I've um, had Decent draws, to be fair. A lot of home ties against against Premier League teams, and we've managed to get through them, you know. Um, and it's been a bit of a distraction from the league, but it's been good from a from a players' point of view um, to get out of these games.
2: Looking at the Irish Cup, it was your heroics, played a big part down at your old club Carrick Rangers in the fifth round, um, going to penalties. It's that old cliche that a lot of people roll their eyes and they say it's a lottery, but I always think you have to say the goalkeepers are the real heroes because everyone's expected to score. You're not expected to make saves. So when you do, uh, I always find it mightily impressive.
3: No, but it's, it's, when it comes to penalties, Michael, oh, it is a lottery, but we do that much analysis on penalties now were actually that day the goalkeeping coach had the last five penalties of the players on a water bottle Um, and that was set in the dugout so I had a fair idea when it went the penalties about who preferred which side and who was going where but on the flip side of that I played with all them boys for the past four years (laughs) so I'd watched them hit penalties and train it over and over and over again but I managed to save Danny's Um, I'd watched Danny's last three penalties and I managed to save his and then Funny enough, the other four I went the wrong way.
2: <laughs> well, you can just blame the water bottle, can't you?
3: I blame a goalkeeping coach. <laughs> I blame the
2: analysis. Uh, when it comes to that, that's an interesting one. So, if someone, your goalkeeping coach, hands you a water bottle and it says, you know, left, right, left, left, right, whatever, do you stick to that no matter what, or do you override it if you think, no, I know what, I know he normally goes this way, but he's going to change it against me?
3: Um. Well, on that one, you know, um, that penalty shootout, I watched him and I watched Kush's last four penalties and you just watch the run-up and you try to pick, try to gauge what way the strike you think he's going to go. Is he going to go left? Is he going to go right? And then add all that information that you've been given to and you, you just pick a side. You know, people can say that they've done this and they've done that, but when it comes down to it, it's it's picking a side. And more often than that now, um, people go down the middle. You know, um, I think I spoke to somebody at training last week, I think it was Ross Redman. Me and Ross were talking about it and say I said to him, like, would you have just just to be able to stand? You know, I don't think I could do it personally as a goalkeeper standing there and then just letting the ball go in side because somebody would say, Why didn't you dive? But if you if you stood up and stood down the middle, I think you'd save two out of five every shoot it.
2: That is really interesting because I heard, uh, I think it was Danny Murphy making this point during the FA Cup shootout saying that same thing. If you stand down the middle, you're you you you're bound to save a couple of them because there's always some cheeky so-and-so that thinks it's going to dink it down the centre.
3: Well, that's it. I mean, every goalkeeper sort of picks a side and dives, you know, um, and if you dive and you hit it sort of anyway high and in the middle of the goal it's in, you know what I mean, And you've got no chance as a goalkeeper, so... I'll maybe think about it for the next time if, if I am going to tell a about just started, you know
2: what do you think of Cliftonville they're obviously licking wounds at the moment in their league campaign they want to get rid of their own Irish Cup hoodoo and that is well. everybody wants to win the Irish Cup of course they do especially when you get down to these latter stages and, and they're the big favourites how difficult a match are you expecting
3: yeah, look, we're under no illusions how difficult it's going to be. You know, Cliftonville have been flying this year. Um, Jim's got them playing unbelievable football and they've got threats every part of the pitch. You know, the, the top end of the pitch, the, the forward line at the half, of a wealth of riches there. You know, you could pick one or five that are going to, two or five that are going to play as such, you know. So we're under no illusions how difficult it's going to be, you know. Um, but we'll have to go in with a, with a bit of belief that, we're, that we can get a result you know we've already beat Crusaders at home and lock all twice and we, we went to Glen Alvin so we'll, we'll take that belief and confidence into it but we know how difficult it's going to be we need to be at the top of our game and, and hope that Cliftonville have a bit of an off night if we're going to manage to beat them
2: and even in the previous round the win against Bangor uh, people shouldn't underestimate how good Bangor are this season too I mean they've shown that they're very much in the title picture in the championship and no surprise to anyone that's been paying attention to the championship that they proved a really tough opponent in the last round of the Irish Cup
3: yeah it has been a difficult run I mean I think we're away to Cag and then home to Bangor and we've already played Bangor twice this year and we've only we drew it we drew away and we got beat at home um so and that was in the league and then we got them in the cup, and there was nothing in the game. Um, it was a very tight affair, and I think Big Zach scored with about ten minutes to go. But there was, there was nothing in that game either. And luckily enough, we came to the right side of it. But yeah, no banger, no flan. It was a diffi- difficult, difficult day. That
2: I know it's a luxury in many ways. It's not something that anyone wants to complain about. Challenging in multiple competitions, but how do you manage it? It, it must take its toll.
3: Uh I, I probably did, you know. Um the January transfer window was was kind was of, you know, now I was able to get, sort of go and get four or five players in the door to kind of freshen the squad up. We we started the season and we probably mm-hmm. only had fifteen or sixteen players. And then couple that with the injuries that we had, um players had, had burnout, you know, we our two results before Christmas I think where we beat three, one away the Anna and I can't remember the three nil at home or something. And we were just three nil away to Van La Mallard and we were just poor. Um, we just looked tired. You know, we're asking boys to play Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday every week with a squad of, of sort of fourteen or fifteen. Um and it was just got to the stage where it was burnout. So you've you've all the the sort of the next and the goal comes with the cup runs, but when you're adding games in, you're having to play two, three games a week, it's tough on the squad. So with January we're able to freshen it up. Um, and we were able to get bodies in through the door, which which has helped massively in the last sort of couple of months. And wire form from sort to of the first of January, has been a lot lot better.
2: How has it been this season? Because there's so much scrutiny on Portadown. One because they've got the resources to bring in some very good players, and that even when you're talking about you know maybe you didn't have as many in it at one stage as you want it you were able to go in January and and put that right there's an expectation that that this Portadown side has to come up and any week where you don't get a win there's scrutiny whether it's your supporters the press whatever what's that like dealing with the noise around the club
3: yeah look it is tough you know Portadown is a massive club you know and and comes with that as massive pressure um and we're under no illusion that, that our first sort of target is promotion you know all these the cup runs in the, the middle of the cup is nice but at the end of the quarter need to be playing in the Premier League week in week out and it has been difficult and the championship is a really really difficult league Um, you know the qualities the quality from sort of the influx of players into the Premier League has now dropped down where the championship has got has got a lot lot better and it's very very competitive and when you're going to Portadown, quarter down you know you're going to clubs and you're the big scalp you know you're going to these tough tough away venues and, and tight pitches and everything else is kind of against you so it, it, it's a real real grind and to be fair we've only had sort of two sort of real bad spells we lost three games at the start of the season and then we lost three games around Christmas and that, that, that's really sort of hindered our, our league form you know um, and that that that's where we're at and it's about kind of enjoying sort of the next couple of weeks and then, and then getting our heads down hopefully we can get a result next sort of on Friday or even next Sunday and that gives us the confidence to go into the next run in the games and it, it's still in our hands as such you know if we can if we can do the business at the back end of the season we can still either finish top and win the league or we're still in a playoff so we're still in a good position
2: next Sunday, the Bet McLean Cup final. Uh, just for any of our listeners that have entered our competition, we're announcing the winner at the end of the programme, so please make sure you hang around. You don't want to miss your name being called out because you could be getting your hands on a pair of tickets to go to that final and, and watch Aaron and his teammates take on Linfield. Um, with that game, uh, you know, some people say w- when when you have a cup final coming up, does it distract you, does it take the eyes off the prize, anything like that? We know it's exciting. We know it's something everyone's looking forward to. How do you stay focused?
3: Um you don't even really think about that until next week. It's about it's about Cliftonville first, you know. Um we need to be at our absolute best. And at the end of that sort of you can get a, a place in the semi final of the Irish Cup and chances like this don't come off, come along very often, you know. And then after that the following week Sunday will take care of itself.
2: In terms of motivation for you as a player, um it's it's all there, isn't it, when we're talking about these sorts of, you know, big matches. Uh, I'm I'm sure uh, you know, that that's still where the thrill comes from. You know, did you expect um when you were sent for Portadown Down that you were gonna be as busy this season as you were? And you I know you came in thinking, right, going for the league, going for promotion, but did you think you'd be challenging, you know, on all fronts? Oh that no, definitely not.
3: Um <laughs> I laugh at now at times I said to him I was coming down here for an easy ride and win the championship and maybe retire you know um, <laughs> but it hasn't worked out that way um, but look th- these games are, are what it's all about and you're kind of for me personally when I think about it when I was younger I was involved in these games and what is that Crusaders and the glens, and you kind of kind of don't take them in you know you think they're going to happen all the time and but as I get older and I'm really starting to sort of cherish them enjoy them you know, I'll be able to take it all in sort of over the next couple of weeks, and it'll be even nicer now that I get to bring the family and enjoy the days I got with blame, and I'll give them memories so they can have.
2: And that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Just uh, how lovely will that be? I'm sure there'll be plenty of them uh, over this weekend and next weekend coming along to cheer you on.
3: I will. <laughs> My well, mum and dad don't go to the Port of Down games, so, such you know, the whole family they go and follow the Clans everywhere they go. But they said they, they make an exception for next next Sunday, and it'll be nice. They'll have the kids and the, the missus and all there, so it'll be a full family. Affair. It'll be one to remember, and I'm really looking forward to it.
2: Oh, brilliant! There we go. Well, uh, it just took a cup final. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but oh dear uh, it's, a, it's a true answer and it's one many of us can relate to uh, really really good catching up with you Aaron thank you so much for coming on to The Score top now Michael thank you mate The Score with Michael Clark. that is the one game taking place on Friday Portadown versus Cliftonville two games happening on Saturday and we're going to start with the one that I will be at, at the Oval Glentoran versus Ballyclare Comrades. And from the visitors, we can now catch up with their informed goal scorer, Darius Ruhi. He is back on the programme. Darius, good to be talking to you again. How are you?
0: Michael, how's it going? It's a real pleasure to be speaking to you again. Uh, and I'm delighted to, to be here and to have a conversation about um, this season and and this massive game this weekend
2: well, reaching this stage of the Irish Cup is very exciting but uh, we, we shouldn't overlook the fact that Ballyclare Comrades did it last year when you played Ballymena United so this is a nice little habit you're getting into
0: No, absolutely we got to the, the quarterfinals last year um, extra time against Ballymena a very, very tight game um, we actually took the lead in the game uh, and Ballymena brought it back and ended up winning the game and um, Ballymena ended up getting to the final as well so, um. It's obviously a stage we're, we're familiar with very recently, um, and again, another good run this season, um, a great result the way at Dungannon, which was a difficult game They're a good side in the last round, and of course, at this stage in the competition, you're only going to face really good sides. When the draw came out, it was Glen Torn, um, again, a good side, one of the top premiership teams, um, historically, one of the biggest clubs in, in Northern Ireland, so it's an exciting prospect for us and one that we've been very much looking forward to for a long time now and, and to be honest, personally, I can't wait for the game and I'm really, really excited to, to get on the pitch, obviously I'm from East Belfast and the buzz around the place about this fixture for me personally, you know, just being out and about and people stopping me and asking about the game and, and family members that are lifelong Glen Torn supporters it's 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 really great for them to, to see me potentially be on the pitch at the Oval and playing against their club Um, again it's, it's very very exciting for me personally but massive for our club and um, I really hope that, that we can go out there and give a really great account of ourselves at the
2: weekend Glenn Torrin 23 times Irish Cup winners that does in itself speak volumes it's no secret that you're going to be the underdogs but the underdog mentality has got you this far the Duncan and Swift scheme I want to talk about the manner in which you got that victory at Stangmore Park. You go 2-1 down, you get the equalising goal and instead of just digging in and thinking maybe extra time will do us, maybe we'll try and drag this all the way to penalties, you keep going, you keep playing your football and you get the reward and a lovely team goal that you finish off which puts you in this position now where you have your reward, you have your game against Glentoran in the quarterfinals.
0: Yeah, if if you if you look at the game from start to finish, um, in the first half, Don had a vast majority of possession. Um, they were trying to move us from side to side. They were trying to find spaces in behind us. We were very compact, and they scored a good goal to take the lead. To be honest, it was it was a great header at the back post. Um, we accepted that and and tried to reset throughout that first half. Though we did look very very dangerous on the counter attack, in my opinion. Um. I think Dungannon to recognise that um, because they're technically very aware um, and in the second half I believe they tried to sort of nullify that counter attack um, but by them doing that that probably gave us more opportunities to play from the back and to, to maintain possession for longer periods and um, we were able to get that equaliser. Um, with Gary um, again great great free kick he's really really good on set pieces he's been amazing all season again second season um, up and up Ballyclare and he's he's performed really well um, one of our main players if not the main player Um, delivering the boxes is waiting for someone to head it on but it misses everyone and of course because it's such a good ball it just goes in um, they're gunning Pop back two one to them. Um, Thomas McGuire with a goal. Um, it was bouncing about the box. He finishes it off. Again, we're resilient in the game. We know the quality that we have. Um, individually and collectively, Al McMurtry gets the goal. Um, two two, and then last couple of minutes. Thankfully, I'm in the box and around the box where I kind of always like to be uh, as a forward player. Uh, if you look at my goals for Ballyclare, I'm going to say. 95% of them have been in the box, in the round there. Um, great only great three ball again. He seems to assist me quite a lot. Um, me to him as well. Um and I'm there and it's a tight angle, good finish. And we had to hold on then in the last couple of minutes because we knew we had something to hold on to at that point. Um and then the relief of full time was amazing. Um and to have I've mentioned it at the time with Ballyclare social media, that was probably the biggest support, away support that we'd had since my time there and Gary's been there obviously a bit longer he did the interview as well he said it's probably the biggest away support he's he's seen with Ballyclare in his time and that's exactly what we'll need this weekend as well if we want to try and achieve anything in the game um, we need everyone there right behind us again underdog story um, we're just going to go out there to try and do our best um, and that's what we've been doing in every game this year that's cup and League and and we'll see what happens after the game but uh, again a great memory from that Dunganon game um, and that's the sort of performance level that we'll need if we want to have any chance of progressing to the semi-final against Glen Torn
2: Nothing wrong with being efficient in the penalty area and around the box and you look at your return last season, 18 goals in the league And, you know, I think at the time there was quite a bit of interest in you and naturally someone scores uh, lots of goals in the top half team in the championship. Uh, There's going to be all that sort of speculation. What was it about the club that made you decide, no, I want to commit for another year and stay at the Comrades?
0: Yeah, there's, there's always speculation when you're scoring goals. It's the same if you're a defender, if you're keeping loads of clean sheets and you're performing well. People are watching, uh, and we had a discussion about this as well. You never know who's watching when you're playing your games. Um, To be honest, um, I've known Stevie Small for quite a while now, and I have utmost faith in, faith in him as a manager and as a coach for me and as a mentor for me in my development. If you look at the past two seasons, they've been my best two seasons in senior football in my career and it's no coincidence that he's the coach of it I think I respond really well to him as a coach in his knowledge and his ideas um, that's individually but collectively as well if you look at since he's taken over he had a really tough job in terms of rebuilding the entire squad I think it was something like 17 new players in his first season he had to sign to rebuild a new, uh, new team and the direction the club wanted to go in was more of the a youthful edge and um, uh, in, in terms of um, the identity of the team and in terms of the strategies and systems of, that we play. Um, Stevie tries to cater that to what we have all the time. Um, and I really like that idea. It's There's a different sort of game plan for, for every game and we're not just stuck in one way or no way. Um, and again, I respond really, really well to Stevie. and And the numbers are or a testament to, to the team rather than me individually um, I don't think if it was me up there alone and not getting any service I don't think I would I would have the amount of goals or assists I would have over the past two seasons in the league or the cup um, I've got everyone if I'm in the forward area everyone in behind me is doing loads of different jobs to contribute towards our performances and towards us scoring goals and keeping goals out so I have to thank my teammates and uh, and everything that they're doing continuously to try and get me into certain situations, or to try and get me the ball in certain situations in there in the box, as you said, where I like to be um, to score goals. So again, it's it's not just down to me; it's a big team effort and a club effort. Um, in terms of staying at the club, the past two seasons, I have so much trust in in the process and the project that we're that we're building right now at Ballyclare, um, and that's what enticed me to stay from. Um, the January windows and the summer windows in the past and, and we'll see going forward as well it's, it's, it's a really really great project that Stevie and, and the chairman James Kirk has, has been selling to the players and to the supporters and, and to be honest everyone's buying into that right now so it's extremely exciting
2: and that form, as you've alluded to, carried into this season, you know, you're in double figures comfortably, again, 16 goals all competitions, 11 of those in the league, you've scored in both rounds of the Irish Cup as well, I would imagine, like any goal scorer, you're dreaming of the opportunity to do that at the Oval, and, and what that might feel like? No,
0: of course, uh, my mentality is that every time I step onto the pitch, it's an opportunity to impress, it's an opportunity to score a goal, it doesn't matter who it's against, and um, and the type of player I am, I always believe that there always there will always be a chance in the game for me, um, whether it's one chance or five chances. It, that just depends on how the game's unfolds. But it, there's always a chance there. I always seem to find myself in really good areas of the pitch. Um, I've had plenty of conversations in throughout the season and in the off season, particularly with Chris Ramsey, about trying to improve my numbers and to have that mentality that my game. Yes, it is based on helping the team and doing the things such as holding the ball up, running channels, you know, creating chances for, for teammates and, and being a nuisance generally. If we're talking about the, the intangible things, but the tangible numbers of scoring goals and getting assists, that's what strikers are judged on. Um, so if I can combine the two of my in-game play, but also being able to contribute numbers for the team in the forward areas... That's ideal for me um, and that's what I want to to keep doing this season until the season's over and going forward to be in that headspace where yes I want to help the team but I also want to score goals and I want to be hungry to, to get those numbers up and to build those numbers continuously Um, so 16 goals is what I'm on right now but I want to continue building on that and I'll strive to do that, I'll keep working hard in the training sessions I'll keep looking at the games and reviewing my own performances and see Where I can improve on in-game, but also when I get chances, I need to be ruthless and I need to take them. Um, And that's the headspace I need to be in in order to improve as a player and to help the team as best I can.
2: And one of the things that has aided at your development is futsal. You've had some great success. I remember a few years back, probably a good few years back now, sitting in the studio, you were a very young man then, talking about you know getting ready to head off to Brazil and uh, participate in a competition. Um, but even more recently, you're still playing, and uh, it seems like you're still winning, in the futsal.
0: If you look at my career path, it, it, it's been quite um, abnormal, I would say, in terms of my relationship between football and playing futsal. Um, a couple of years ago, when I moved away to England to do my PGCE in physical education at, at Loughborough University, you couldn't do football and futsal. And to be honest, because I'd arrived so late to the university in in late August September time, um, the the football team at that time had already kind of settled itself. And to get into that sort of squad, they've got so many teams at Loughborough University. I don't know if you're familiar, but people. Listeners that that have been there or, or do know about it, they've probably got about six different football teams, and because I arrived so late, I didn't want to end up being in the the fourth, fifth, or sixth team. Um, based on my experience of playing in Irish League, and and they obviously don't know me over there, and they didn't know maybe some experiences and something that I could have brought to the team in in maybe the first team. But um, obviously, my experience with futsal uh, and my relationship with a manager, Jawa O'Meda, at the time, who had brought me in. Um, He didn't make any promises for me with futsal. Um, I'd played Champions League. I'd played with the national team back home. Um, But again, he didn't know who I was. So he brought me in and thankfully I was able to impress him. And I stayed the whole season at Loughborough University in futsal. Played on BT Sport six or seven times it was. Played live on YouTube for six or seven times it was. Team finished second in the league. We got to the playoffs, um, which was a good season for Loughborough. Uh, We won... We won box as well and qualified for the European University Games, which I got to play in Poland that summer as well. Um, so there were so many opportunities for me to develop through futsal whilst taking that year off football. It wasn't as if I was stepping away from the game completely, I was playing mm-hmm. a different format. Um, but if you look at my progression since that sole year of playing futsal, coming back into the Irish League and the Championship, my numbers have been so much better um, I don't think I'd ever scored 10 league goals before I'd went away to England and then after I've done it two years in a row um, and to be honest if you're looking at uh, my coaches that, that I've spoken with since I've come home they said it was probably the best thing for me um, to go away and to refocus and to, to develop my technical aspect my tactical aspect there's, there's a relationship between football and futsal um, in terms of technical and tactical and I couldn't recommend it highly enough for young players particularly um, at the club I'm at right now at of Belfast we've got so many young players within our programmes that are twin tracking which means that you're doing football and futsal together um, of course the workload throughout the week not only for myself but those young players um, it's heavy but they're getting opportunities that I never got when I was younger and to be honest I wish I had um, because of the pathway to senior international caps, to Champions League futsal, to maybe playing professionally abroad, it's there for them um, especially if they're they're not able to make it in a very competitive football environment where um, it is ruthless in terms of making it professionally even in the Irish League, it's difficult um, the league's progressed so much over the years so we're providing players with other pathways and alternatives into a professional sporting environment and To be honest, futsal is a route for these young players. And for me, it's been massive, even in my um, late teens, early 20s, to develop technically and technically, as I mentioned, um, but also still able to play my football since i come home. I'm still doing both sports, and it's been massive for me. Uh, Stevie Small has been a massive advocate for this. I know it's difficult um, for him when there's been times where I've had to go to the Champions League or I've been called up to the national team and I've had to miss some Ballyclare fixtures. And it needs a certain type of manager and someone that understands that I'm doing it for my own technical development and I'm doing it to represent my country, an opportunity to represent my country an opportunity to play in Europe. Some people probably still don't understand that and, and probably don't see futsal that way yet. But I'm really hoping that that mindset changes in Northern Ireland and that we're willing to as football people to accept futsal more often um, to the benefit of the players Uh, and Stevie certainly does that, he's very open and we've got a great relationship over it he actually actively encourages it there's been many times where he's actually willed my team on to win despite the fact he knows he might lose me for a week or two because of that, like for example to win the league with Sparta which we've done now already for the second year in a row we've done it unbeaten, he was actively willing us on to that and if he was looking at it selfishly he probably wouldn't want us to win because he knows he might lose me but um, on the other hand he's been very very supportive of that and and I respect him heavily for that
2: It's not just a great window into what it's like in the world of futsal it's also a great understanding you've given us of what the culture of Ballyclare Comrades is like and the level of support everybody has and and that obviously is then reflected in the support you're getting from the crowds the bigger numbers and probably helps push everybody on to the the place where you're at now coming into this big game this weekend at the Oval and it's an occasion to relish uh, we're, we're out of time I'm afraid Darius if I'm going to be able to get everybody onto the programme uh, I have to cut it here but I've really enjoyed catching up with you and best of luck on Saturday
0: no thank you very much Michael if, you, if you'd have let me speak on <laughs> I would have spoken on for hours um, but I'm really really thankful that you were you were able to get me on the show and to speak about not only Ballyclare but futsal and, and kind of a bit about my journey thank you very much for the well wishes as well and I'll see you on Saturday the
2: score with Michael Clark no can anybody stop, Lauren? That's a question that has been asked by many people right throughout this season. It doesn't just mean in the Sports Direct Premiership. Of course, it extends to cup competitions. And in the Irish Cup, the challenge this time around falls to Newington. They've got themselves in a great position to be here in the quarterfinals. And, of course, they play their football at Inver Park this season so they'll know the ground they'll have it well scouted let's chat to their captain to see how preparations have been going Uh, Richard Gowdy joins us now on the programme Richard how are you? Not too bad thanks for having me how are you on? I'm doing the very best great to have you on now I know unfortunately you're suspended Uh, I'm sure you're disappointed to not be playing this weekend yourself
1: uh, Disappointed's one word for it. Devastated's probably the the better word that I would use to be to be totally honest with you. Yeah, got it.
2: I understand that you want to play in every game, especially these sorts of occasions. I'm sure your teammates are are really excited for this challenge to test themselves against the best.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think we all are. The club as a whole is a there's great buzz around the game. Um, and like you says, uh, we're we totally deserving of being here. I haven't beat. Dundella and and Nuri so far, two games in which we were probably underdogs for. So, look, uh, there's no greater task at the minute than playing Lauren, is there? <laughs> when you look at what they've done, where they've come from, and the football to play. So, no, look, massive, massive challenge, but one that, listen, that everyone's absolutely buzzing for. And uh, the whole feel about the club for it is it's great at the minute.
2: So, how do you prepare for a game like this? Does anything change? Do you sit and pull out an iPlayer clips up and go, this is what they like to do? Or do you just stick to your own guns?
1: Listen, we'll, we'll stick to their own guns. We can go and analyse Lauren all we want, but I think we all know enough about them. We we'll see enough of their games. Uh, they're regularly on TV um, and we know the quality they have. Listen, there's Lauren aren't just made up of, sort of five or six quality players. That's a professional outfit and they've a squad of twenty plus there that are all well and capable of coming in and and doing a job for them. So listen, we don't know what team they'd play, but we know certainly what way they play. They like to keep the ball, and listen, it'll be a, it'll be a tough workout for us, but one we we're, we're looking forward to.
2: And the weird thing about that being your home ground this season as well is you know they don't have to travel very far to do their scouting on you That probably a bit of a, an unusual feel coming into this game where you'll all end up in the away dressing room haven't gotten used to being in the home dressing room
1: yeah that's it it'll be it'll be a strange one us walking in and, and sort of having to walk past the home change room into the away <laughs> one
2: um,
1: but look it's, it's Lauren's pitch we call it home for now and we appreciate um, sort of what Lauren do for us but uh, it's, their home, it's their home territory, so we're going up to, to sort of cause them problems on their home turf, whilst also being quite used to the pitch. So, in a sense, it's, it's quite beneficial for us too.
2: For anyone that didn't attend the games so far in your cup run, talk us through how they've gone. Obviously, uh, it's no spoiler alert to say that you won them, but uh, how did they feel uh, going through the last couple of rounds? You, you carried that underdog tag very well.
1: Yeah, look. <laughs> Coming up against Dundell, we knew what they expect. We've actually, I think that's four times we've played Dundell so far and we've all, we've played them again in the league. We actually played them, the, I think it was the Antrim Shield, twice in the league and then the Irish Cup and we've won two, they've won two. Um, so we knew what they expect from them, going very well in our league very good side full of sort of quality players but we also knew on our day that we were capable of beating them and again I thought we were quite deserving of that victory with sort of Daniel large parts of the game and Paul Daniel sort of doing what he's done best this season popping up with, with two very good goals for us um, and then obviously moving into the, the Nuri game I don't think much people gave us a chance given that they were Irish League opposition, but we knew again kind of that if we turned up, that we were capable of causing an upset, and I think we were very worthy winners of that on that day as well. Roy Donnelly grabbing a brace for us on on his debut, and again, it probably could have been three or four of the chances missed, uh, and that's no sort of disrespect to Denary. They're a good saying, they're a super club, but I thought on the day that was one of our best performances of the season, to be totally honest.
2: Paul Hamilton was on the programme as I'm sure you're aware you know in the build up to the Newry City game talking about the confidence he had you'd you'd got a plan in mind and what you were going to execute but could anyone have seen it going as well as it did you know sure even for Rory personally you're making your debut there's all eyes on him given the career that he has had and the expectation that comes with it probably you know the the most ideal way to start is right go help the team get a win and and you be the architect
1: yeah exactly and (laughs) again again, India we were confident I listened to uh, the Hamo's interview yourself and listen we had a plan in place but we also wanted to stick to what we've done all season it's worked for us all season and and that's getting the ball and playing and Rory coming in was a massive boost for us uh, there's no hiding this sort of quality he brings um, he's a, an Irish league player he's player across the water and he gave the players a wee bit of a lift and we know that if we give him chances he'll, he'll put them away and like he did that in the first half, scoring scoring a couple. Um great header and one where like probably harder to miss than the one he topped in at the back post, but <laughs> the football leading update was was super from our part. So yeah, look at Rory's played apart from his in, he's been outstanding. Um but I don't think we expect anything less from him given sort of what he's done in the game so far.
2: And looking at you know, stepping away from the long game for just a second and the, the league table there must be confidence there that, that top half is, is very much within your reach
1: Yeah and that was our aim at the start of the season finishing in the top six and it's you only have to look at that league to understand how tight it actually is on any given day anyone can beat anyone um, we showed that we've beat your Dundellas, your Portet Downs, your Institutes your Bangers we've beat them all um, but then we've also lost the likes of Derby who are in around the bottom of the league so it's it, it's not an easy league um, but getting into the last I think there's four games now before the split we're confident getting in and we feel if we win those their top six is a real, real possibility then and that's that's what we're aiming for that's what we set out at the start of the season so like, fingers crossed we can, we can go ahead and achieve that
2: And in terms of playing your football I, I saw the, the winning goal against Ards and uh, the, the wee bit of play in the build up before it Kevin Bradley uh, showing a, a wee bit of trickery a wee bit of magic for the pass and uh, I think it was a fairly straightforward finish for Rory he'll, he'll obviously talk about wonderful nutmeg and all the rest of it but the, the, I think the the real genius came earlier on
1: yeah Big Kev rolling back the years <laughs> had to move him into the right back give him a, a couple of injuries uh, and boy suspended and I thought for the goal he was outstanding he picked the ball up deep in our half and doing what, doing what he normally does with a couple of those rollovers um, and then put it on play for Rory so no it's brilliant having Big Kev back as well we've sort of convinced him to come out of retirement there in, in January um, and like, he's he done outstanding for that goal and um, I don't know when the last time he went on a run like that he only gets a nosebleed when he was in the abomination <laughs> half but uh, no, he's he done very well for a play though.
2: Oh dear uh, I'm wondering what that conversation was like I don't, is it suitable for radio or <laughs> how do you get a man out of retirement is it a few pints and a and a bit of twist in the arm
1: No to be fair I think he might have been choking he probably missed the change in a bit um, but no everyone if you know Kev you know he, he's brilliant to have about um, and he's like a you know, and the fact that he's a smashing player too. So, um, no, it's great to have him, and he repaired really us there on, on Tuesday with that brilliant run for Roy's goal.
2: And, you know, when you're looking at your season as a whole, how would you sum it up so far? Because it feels like you're an ambitious bunch. I, I don't know whether you always get the credit that you deserve. Is that something you maybe feel?
1: Yeah, and again, the worker goes behind the scenes, uh, from people in the club ensure that we don't stand still um, we do everything we can to keep moving forward again we came into the league last year and the aim was staying in the division and then next year we'll build on it we've done that this year was top 6 that might seem a bit ambitious for some people but not for us we, we brought good players in uh, in the transfer windows and we thought it was a real possibility we know the quality we're having the changing room and so far it's been a good season it's been good it's been it's definitely been better than last Um, but there's there's work to be done there's four games before the split to get where we want to be Um, and yeah like you says we are an ambitious bunch and whether we get the credit we deserve that's really outside of our control we're not really fussed on that Um, we just set targets for ourselves and we do everything we can to, to try and achieve those
2: and just finally, you know, obviously this is such a, an important week for the club to be in a, a match of this magnitude, to be able to, to go and play a team like Larne. Um, what's it like, you know, is you getting lots of messages from friends and family members wanting to come along, wanting to, to see this game? I'm sure you'll bring a, a good, healthy and vocal support to Inver Park here at the weekend.
1: Yeah, the, as I was saying previously, the, the buzz around the club is brilliant at the minute. with a couple of supporters' buses going down, um, and then we've obviously got our 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 core bunch of fans. There's normally about sort of anywhere between five to fifteen of them <laughs> <laughs> that are quite vocal, and they'll be there. Um, but there, there'll be plenty more behind them this time. And uh, no, it's we're looking forward to it. Um, yeah, plenty of messages coming in from from people about the community, people about the club, and it's one where we're really looking forward to. We know how big a challenge it's going to be, um, but listen, it's that's what you want as a football. You want to go and challenge yourself against the best, and like there's no hiding the fact that Lauren are the best about it at the minute uh, in Irish League football.
2: And tell me this. Are you going to give a big rousing team talk before, you know, to like all the Coach Carter style vibes before the game? Or, or what's who's going to do that?
1: No, no, I leave that up the the management team um, and <laughs> and say my piece. But no, Connor and Connor and Homo do a good enough job of that. The boys on that need to listen to me. Um, but again, listen, it's, I don't think it should really take that. Uh, I think everyone knows what it's going to take to do ourselves credit in this game and if we are going to get anything out of it everyone needs to be at 110% if not more just maximise with the con out of themselves and you don't know what happens in football it's a funny old game and if if there is an upset to be caused then why not us that's
2: a great thought to leave it on really really enjoyed talking to you thanks so much for coming onto the programme Richard
1: no worries at all Michael I appreciate it thanks for your time
2: the score with Michael Clark now last but by no means least let's talk to Institute in our roundup of the championship sides hoping to cause a big cup upset this weekend their game is on Sunday at Brandywell they host Linfield what an occasion that is set to be and joining us from Institute is the club captain Mikhail Kennedy is on the program how are you Hi, Michael. How's it going? All good. I'm doing very well, thank you. And when you went to Stute, it's no secret to say you're seen as a statement signing. They they've very much put the faith in you. Got the armband on as well, and you're helping their big promotion push. But this weekend, it's all about the cup. As um as I say, you know, it's it's not the the cup. Is it's probably a
4: welcome distraction from from the league. Um. We—it's not obviously our objective. They won the Irish Cup, but it's our objective is to get promoted. So, it's—it's a, it's a welcome distraction for us. There's absolutely no pressure on us going and playing a, a team of the caliber of Lumfield to be honest. And um, but we're just going to enjoy it. Everyone's buzzing about it, and we—we're quietly confident, you know, that we can give them a game. And and here's hoping that the, the Magic Cup, we can cause a bit of an upset.
2: Do preparations change, you know, in a week like this, where you're leading into a game against a size, you know, club the size of Linfield, or do you have to try and make it feel like a, any other week? As I say, it, it literally has
4: been any other week. The only thing that's changed is because of it's a Sunday game. It's it's going to be unique for boys. You know, they're not going to get their Sunday lions. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as I say, nothing's really changed. We we just changed days that we're training. But we're we're not, you know, we're not too worried. Everything's nice and relaxed. As I say, we know this isn't our main objective this season, but there's a there's a sense of enjoyment, you know, that we're going to go out and enjoy this game because, for for a lot of lads, you know, younger lads, this is going to be their first real taste, you know, of playing in front of a big crowd and playing a, a big team and stuff like that. So, but what comes what comes with that with the the young lads at institute, you know, they they don't fear anybody. There, there's no fear in them and that's with the experience lads you know we're the same we've all played in big games and that's what we want to do that's what we want to get this football club to so it's going to be a real good taste for us to want to push on to achieve our promotion or to try and get promotion this season so we're, we're facing the likes of field every week
2: and in terms of that that's such an interesting point You know, being ready to, to play in front of a bigger crowd because that brings things with it uh, you've obviously had that experience plenty of times in your career the first couple of times that you do step out in front of a bigger crowd how do you stop it you know the occasion from kind of swallowing you up because i'm sure you're looking around and there's lots of eyes looking back at you
4: as, as i say i think it's actually easier playing in front of a big crowd you know i, I know a lot of football speak about this but when you're only speaking when you're only playing in front of a, a couple of 100 you sort of hear everything you know <laughs> so everybody abuse you get you hear it <laughs> whereas when you're playing in front of a bigger crowd it just you almost you don't you don't hear it you know you become numb there, but you know I think it's it's important, you know. for me anyway, as, as a as a player, I like to try and start the game well, so that's you know get a couple of early touches, just get your confidence and grow into the game. It helps if you get a chance and put it away. That's you know helps even even more. So as I say, it's just it's going to get your get your confidence early, get your first couple of touches, and then just settling into the game. And I think for us, you know, we we have to try and contain Lumfield in that first half as much as possible and give ourselves a platform to build on. We're confident in and the way we can play and the way we can cause them problems as well because you know we are a a team that tries to play at at every occasion you know so it's going to be two good footballing teams going head to head
2: and you know sometimes when people think of the underdogs going into games like this they say oh it's great to get them to our place we have a nice wee compact pitch we'll make it ugly Brandywell's not that sort of place it's a a brilliant big venue so it's really get out there and, and may the best team win
4: yeah, absolutely, and as I say, you know, it's it's not it's not it's a big pitch where you can play on it, and it's it's two teams that want to play. So, um, as I say, I'm expecting a good game of football from from two teams, but we're we're not going to change our ways, you know. We're not going to sit on five of the six at the back, you know, and just defend like we're we're coming out to have a go at it. It's it's a unique opportunity for us this season, and we're going to make the most of it. So our focus this week is. You know we're going to get out after Limfield, and you know, there's going to be no sitting in and uh, just hoping they get a draw or something like that, or get it the extra time. Now we're going for the win, and as I say, that because of how our league season's gone, it's there's confidence here. And, and having played in the premiership this year, you know, I don't think the gap between championship and premiership is that big anymore, particularly you know, from let's say the bottom six of the premiership to the the top six of the championship, you know, I don't think that gap is, is as big as it was over recent years. Haven't played in both, um, so we're we're going out, and I think every championship team this 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 weekend is going out to try and make a statement that we're good enough to play in the Premiership. And you know, that's one of the things that was said to me. You know, when I was leaving Crusaders, it was like I was kind of told that people were going to look at me that I'm not cut out for the Premiership if I drop back down to the Championship. So. I think that's my motivation as well, you know. I know I'm good enough to play in the premiership as is everybody that's with Institute. So it's a platform, it's it's a shop window as well and it's it's what we're we're trying to get this football club um back to the premiership because we need North West representatives in both top leagues, north and south. So it's a big it's a big weekend for us Institute, but it's also a massive weekend for Derry, you know, with all the sport events taking place and as i say we we hope we get a big crowd out watching us and the crowds have started to come here more recently as well so it's going to be a great occasion we can't wait for it
2: it's really fascinating hearing about that personal motivation that you're carrying into this part of the season you know how do you reflect on your time at crusaders you know is is it what could have been or or just what simply never was
4: (laughs) probably a bit of both to be honest um I I I absolutely loved every single minute I was at Crusaders, and people are probably thinking I'm just saying that, but I genuinely mean that. Um, I've the, the group of lads there are absolutely fantastic. The staff are unbelievable and can't do enough for you. Um, like it wasn't an easy decision to walk away, you know, and, and come back. They I had our of offers and stuff, but um, I loved every single minute of it. It's a fantastic club. Um, you know, Stephen Baxter, what he's done in the game is is unbelievable and he was always so honest with me and I knew I would have got a chance eventually it was just you know it, it didn't really come and I'm one of them players that you know my, I'm, I'm coming 28 in August so I kind of if I had been a little bit younger I probably would have stayed you know and fought for me waited for my chance but you know getting to my age I need, I need to be playing every week and, and that was the main factor for me leaving but obviously with Kevin and Kevin Derry, Mo Mahan have built an institute. You know, this is a club. Last season, probably could like could have went to the intermediate. league you know, the, the so what they have done, coming on and steady in the ship, it's it's an unbelievable job what they have done. You know, they've they've put an institute back on the map. Um, because it is a big club. You know, it's a it's a it's a Premiership club, but what they the, the job they've done and looking and the from the outside before I came on it was it was something that was really attractive to, to me and when I met them I, I, my decision was pretty much made to be honest and you know they they've put a lot of faith and trust in me bringing me in um and I'm just trying to repay that for them it's been a good start for me but you know I want more
2: you can see the ambition in the club in terms of who has come in in the January window as well some some very good business going on there and the, the squad that you have it, it seems like there is a real belief and when you look at the league table I mean it, it's tasty isn't it there's really yeah, no room to, to, to slip up yeah
4: absolutely you know and as I say Dundell beat us last last or two weeks ago and you know that was a big it put a seven point gap but we won on Saturday, Saturday there you know it was a good one so we're back you know four points off them now and it just it changes week from week but the, the, there is literally no room for for slipping up but in terms of our January business you know it's not even the January business it's the, the summer business that, that they done before a lot of us joined like you know a lot of lads are young lads in the first season in senior football that are going to learn a, a lot from from what's from what they've from, from this season sorry um, but some of us as well you know it's it's kind of it's like last chance to learn, you know as, as I spoke about the conversation I had about dropping back to the championship but there's there's all our lads you know that have come in there haven't played in a while and the likes of Shane McGinty and BJ Banda and that but they're, they're top players you know and they're they're just getting their fitness back they were Cormac Burke as well was on his way back um. so there's lads there that that have had careers and probably we haven't heard from them in, in recent times but they're going to be massive players for us you know the, the experience they've been there and done it and then obviously Danny Lafferty you know what what he brings um, the the experience, the way he handles himself, you know, it's it's a massive he's a massive player for everyone they learn learn off, including myself. But the young talent that we have there, the lads on from Derry, you know, with Michael Harris, he's absolutely flying at the minute and it's it's a real, real good squad. Um that everyone's, you know, fighting in the right direction and, and as I say, in, Institute we don't have the resources as our teams to like support and iron and stuff. What they've gone and and signed and stuff, but what we have that togetherness, we have, you know, every an environment that everyone wants to be a part of, and that's massive. So as I say, we're we're confident that we can put a a real title chasing the uh, title pr- a promotion uh, run together now, and and that's our main focus, but. As I say, we're gonna enjoy Sunday and if we can get that Irish Cup final we'll take that as well.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sure. I'm sure. And yeah. you, you know, with it being such a big sporting weekend as well in the city, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of a lot of people about. Um yeah. that I am just thinking, you know, the, the, the lead up to games like this, um must be quite nice you know phones are busy I would think a lot of people are in touch asking you for different wee bits and pieces yeah. is it hard to to stay focused or to keep your I don't know are you a creature of habit do you like having a routine as you lead into these games does that get disrupted with all the media requests uh, <clears throat> that you have to fulfil
4: <laughs> yeah well to say like the, the main thing this week has been tickets <laughs> um, so the, the organising the tickets and that has been tough but I I, I embrace it you know because it you don't want to be overthinking about the game and too worried and stuff like that so they're almost welcome distractions to be honest you know we we all know the the gravity of the game you know the magnitude of it we're all but it creates an excitement you know an excitement you know playing against Newington last week there was probably less than 200 at it you know there's going to be a lot more than that here on Sunday so you know but for the city and it's something I touched on earlier it's, it's a massive sporting weekend you know for Derry City and for Derry Gaelic, and then us on on the Sunday, you know, all taking place with probably within a hundred meters of each hour like so. There's a there's a a feel good factor about football in the northwest again. Um, you know, with Derry Derry City, the hopefully this year they'll be they'll have a league title, which is what the we are working towards, and then if we get an, if we get us into the Premiership, you know, it's we're putting football. In the northwest, back in the map, and it's probably fell short in recent years because of one reason or another. So, I think there's a part of that, you know, maybe the experienced players that are that are trying to me myself, you know, I'm conscious of the lads coming through that you want this football club at the highest possible level for for young lads to come through and play it at the best at the best level because the talent here, you know, when you have teams and coming through, it's it's unbelievable, but. As I say, we, we've probably just fell short in recent years in, in football up here, but we have a determination now to get this football club back to where it belongs.
2: And maybe this is slightly outside the box, so yeah. forgive me if it is, but when you're talking about the North West and that there's such a hotbed of talent there, clearly, not every young fellow is going to come through and necessarily star for Derry City. And when it... When it- you know get to that next stage in the conversation of where do they go and i know there's teams around there but you have to start Mm -hmm. weighing up careers and what makes sense do you think it's difficult in a way do you feel in some ways cut off now i know you've been across at charlton and all the rest so maybe not specifically you but people you would have grown up playing football with is it difficult for them to have the same access to maybe uh, you know go on and have a good irish league career as as some other places yeah absolutely of
4: course it is um you know looking back I, I I went across at 16 but you know if if I was 16 now I, I wouldn't want to go across because I'd want to be a part of Derry you know with the investment in there the, the, the feel good factor around that club is, and what Philip Boudardi has done for that club is, is unbelievable and Rory Higgins is doing a fantastic job as well so but saying that you know we, we've got two lads on loan from Derry at the minute Keevan Porter and, and Liam Owen you know two fantastic players and that's what we want more of, you know. The, the young lads, instead of them going across the water, let them, you know, maybe be loaned the institute, you know, if we're in the Premiership. So it's going to help these lads' development. You know, they're not playing academy football up until they're twenty, twenty-one, and then they get to that age and they haven't kicked the a senior ball. So I think that's the the thing for the for the Northwest now is we obviously need the investment of of course, but um, if we can get this club to the Premiership Institute, like where it belongs, then these opportunities open up. You know, and that's that's the way we look at it.
2: And I think if you're a young player now and you're looking and, and you're seeing some of the experienced names in, in that squad, you've a reason to feel excited again. And isn't that yeah. such a, a great thing in itself? We should never overlook that just how football can make yeah. us feel. Institute fans have been put through the ringer times ten, times a hundred in the last decade. So to have a, a bit of optimism and a bit of purpose again, uh, that's yeah. that's class.
4: Oh, it's amazing and you know, the many young lads that are gonna um, you know, play my youth teams here that are gonna be in the Brandywell on Friday night for the St Patch match and then, you know, back over to the Brandywell on and Sunday for the Lumfield match, it's you know, they're they're gonna be looking at that and be and being thinking, This is where I wanna play. You know, for really these two teams, you know, I wanna I wanna have a career in the north west because the opportunities is there and playing in front of these big crowds and stuff. Um, you know, so that's what we that's the message we want to send out and um as I say, it's going to be it's going, it's a big game, it's going to be enjoyable, but hopefully, we can cause a wee bit of an upset.
2: And one more this is a curveball, but I'm listening to you, I'm feeling inspired, I'm going right, I'm going, to, I'm going to get my papers and register here. Kevin's never going to pick me, but sure, I want to play for Institute now. You've, you've got me uh, absolutely motivated. Could you see yourself being a manager one day? I, I kind of get that feeling there's, there's, a, there's a coach or, or there's a manager in there somewhere
4: it's something you know I've done some of my coaching badges in in England um and it's something that I'm I'm looking into now this year um to get on my UEFA B I think it is next for me so it's, it's something I I coach with the Manchester United foundation on a, a during the week as well so it's something that I've I've took up this year it's you know when <laughs> getting to my age now it's it's I, I kind of have to look at life after football but I always want to be involved in it so um, coming on this this rugby institute at the moment, you know being captain and stuff and it's, it's, it's a great experience for me you know and, and being able to give the experience that I have to the younger lads um, you know and, and they're a great bunch of lads that want to learn so it's, it's been it's been an easy transition for me but I'm well aware of you know that I'm getting to that age where I, I start to need to prepare for my 30s and stuff and hopefully you know go straight into to coaching it's, it's something that I think it's 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 what I want to do I feel a passion for it and I want to be involved in football here in this country so that's um, something in the next couple of years obviously I'm, I'm firmly focused on my own career here at the moment and I have aspirations to get back to the Premiership um, with hopefully Institute and, um, but it's something that I'm definitely um, aware of now and a lot more aware of this year so hopefully the, if I can get the opportunities now to go on and get my coaching badges and then get a better experience in that field as well
2: you see, I, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I could just I could just sniff it out of this conversation somewhere. By the way, you're still a very young man. I'm 34, my knees click. I'm the one that should be having that sort of chat. You're grand. But here, great having you on the show and thanks very much for joining us. Absolutely, no problem. Thanks. The Score with Michael Clark. Well, thank you to all our guests for joining us on the programme again this week to Mikhail Kennedy who you've just heard from from Institute and before that Richard Gaudian, Darius Ruhi and Aaron Hogg. Fantastic hearing their contributions and best of luck to all eight sides involved in the quarterfinals of the Cup. Now before I let you go I do also want to reveal the winners of our League Cup Final competition. We're going all League Cup Final next week on the programme but we have been waiting to see who's going to win the five pairs of tickets. We've done the draw. I've been handed the names and I can reveal. So uh, the following five people will be heading to the final between Linfield and Portadown on Mother's Day. That's Sunday the 10th of March. We'll be in touch with you shortly via email, guys. The winners are David Haveron, Bobby Harrison, Alana Wharton, Brooklyn Crow, and Mark Cantley. So David Haveron, Bobby Harrison, Alana Wharton, Brooklyn Crow. And Mark Cantley, you are our winners. And a massive congratulations to you and to everybody else that entered. We had such a huge response. No surprise. These are very popular tickets to try and get your hands on. Better luck next time. We will have more competitions on the programme. Make sure you follow us, The Score NI, to keep up to date with everything from competitions, news, views, debate, and more podcasts. But for now, all that remains to be said is enjoy your weekend of sports. Bye bye.